Decentralized finance or DeFi is the future of finance. NFTs are the future of identifying ownership and collectibles. Both trends are steaming hot these days. Now, what if you combine the two? Too good to be true? Or will this be the get-rich-quick scheme that everyone is looking for? Well, you're about to find out. All right, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the new normal, a podcast where every Tuesday we break down complex crypto topics so that anybody can understand. I am your host, Austin, a.k.a. Mac and Cheesy. This is two weeks in a row without wearing the beanie, so I'm feeling good here today. And alongside me, we have Jesse, who may or may not have been the co-founder of the word DeFi, decentralized finance. He is finance. He is the JP Morgan of the decentralized finance world. And this is a, a new show. We've we've graduated from brand new to a new show, episode 19 here today. And anything you can do to kind of help us grow this page, whether it's commenting on the podcast, commenting on the YouTube channel, whatever it may be, sharing it with your grandma or your grandpa, it all helps. All listeners are great listeners in our, in our eyes. On today's episode, we're going to be talking in depth about a new NFT trend, which is DeFi NFTs, and why it's such a big hit, how you can capitalize on it. Is it a Ponzi scheme? Is it not a Ponzi scheme? These are all up to, for debate, and we touched on it a little bit in last episode, but Jesse got excited last episode, and he looks just excited as excited this episode. How are you doing today? Doing great. Excited to be here. I feel like we're growing up. We're, we're 19 weeks old. Uh, this podcast is getting just growing up before our eyes, Austin. We're going to be oh, sending it to college soon. Yeah. What are we, 19 years? Well, I was actually thinking, are, have we, I was thinking we were in our second trimester. Is that, would that be the second trimester? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, you know what? I, I this, uh, we'll get into the DeFi NFTs, but we're on this topic. When I talk to people about like, or like how old their kid is, how old their baby is. And like, you're supposed to know what a, a child's doing at like 18 months or like four years old. I'm just like, oh, did they did they learn how to walk at four? Like, what, when do you learn how to walk? I don't know. This sounds like a good Friday rant for you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. All right, all right, enough of that. Let's get into crypto. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Um, so D DeFi, NFTs, do you want to just give like a, a high level overview of what DeFi is, what NFTs are, and how they could col collaborate? Yeah. So we covered DeFi more in depth in previous episodes. So I definitely recommend if you haven't listened to those, go back and check them out. Um, I can't remember the first one we did. So go way back when. But then For two weeks ago, we did another one on uh, episode 17. We're growing up, okay, so we forget the too lazy to click back. I totally get it. What is DeFi? <laughs> so, DeFi is decentralizing many of the typical financial tools that we're used to in in our in our world. You know, you've got crypto exchanges, lending and borrowing, um, these different types of activities that we're used to doing through banks, but instead now we're decentralizing them using the blockchain. And you can really specifically think about, um, which we really covered in depth in, in episode 17, which is loaning your assets out to these smart contracts on the blockchain. 
uh, and then earning and creating cash flow back to yourself. Uh, and this is typically called staking. And that's a way to earn passive income from your assets. And it's a it's an it's an exciting realm and uh, just as exciting. And I think probably a little bit more exciting just from like a a, a buzz, a, a, like a, a virality standpoint. I think I think NFTs are in top of mind for a lot of people in and outside the crypto space. Yeah, crypto uh, NFTs are really exciting. We've seen them grow from art to now we're really in this like collectibles phase, right? Um, and and that's what NFTs are. They're they're these these property rights on the internet, and so you can own some digital goods, digital items that you never would have been able to properly own previously. They'd always have been locked away in Google or Amazon or whoever's what you know behind their walls and their walled garden. Um, they could always change the supply, change anything they wanted about them. Um, mm -hmm. Well, not anymore, because now we have NFTs, which are, yeah, like I said, digital property rights. Think of your title to your car, your deed to your house. These are ownership certificates uh, to these unique items uh, at collectibles. Amazing. And if, if the, any of that, as we touched on, seems confusing, this isn't a DeFi or NFT specific episode. This is a DeFi NFT episode. So we are not going to go into super depth on those two. But now is when it gets interesting. How can these combined? Yeah, so combining them is, is what we're seeing as a new trend now. And so why combine them? What makes that interesting? Well, you can create uh, lots of interesting gameplay mechanics. Um, you can create, have one collectible turn into many more collectibles um, and kind of grow the, the footprint of the collectible. And doing these different things requires um, there to be some sort of current, you know, some sort of mm -hmm. exchange of, of of value to create to go on a, a raid of a of an orc <laughs> village or to create um, baby Kongs, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't so think I think it's it's pretty simple when you explain it like that. Like we, or at least I, I grew up playing RuneScape. I grew up playing <laughs> Skyrim. And in all of these games, there was a in-game currency, just that currency lived and breathed in this universe. And there was no, nothing else. But it, like, now that you're describing it, I'm just like immediately thinking, oh, it's RuneScape, but decentralized. Pretty much, yeah. Like we're we're adding like financial rails to these collectibles. You know, like the Pokemon cards you had, you had to go meet up in person and you had to play with them physically. But now, you could do these activities with them in the digital space, and yeah, they can actually have real financial payments and or financial things associated to them. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. Now we have this this currency. We have it tied to an NFT. The and you the fact that you're able to uh, indisputably show ownership of this NFT allows you to identify that you're the owner and you get the rights to this token. Uh, same way, if you owned a apartment, you get the right to the rental income. You own this asset, this NFT. You get the right to the income that's associated with that asset if, if that makes sense absolutely and okay so that's that's the theory behind it what are some examples that are in practice 
Yeah, so this all started back with the CyberKongs. Um, this is early March, early 2021, back in March. Um, there was this project created called CyberKongs, and there was a thousand of them, the Genesis Kongs, they call them. And you see, this is the kind of the temp when I'm I'm describing the Kongs project, but you're gonna if you look at almost every other one of these and DeFi NFT projects, they are following this playbook almost to the T. And so you start out with this like Genesis group of NFTs, which act as like the early adopters. Uh, they are the ones that really can provide the most value. So these Genesis Kongs can then, um, so sorry, the Cyber Kongs then decide, okay, we're gonna create a token called Banana, Banana token. <laughs> Why not? Kongs, you know, they need bananas, they're hungry, you know. It makes too much sense. I like bananas, who doesn't like bananas? And, but what they decided was that these Genesis Cyberkongs uh, have the ability to yield 10 banana per day for the next 10 years. And so basically this, they created this supply of banana and it will only be introduced into the ecosystem through the Cyberkongs. So if you own the Cyberkong, you get 10 of these bananas a day to, for 10 years. Yeah. 10 by 10. And you don't even want to know what the price is. <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 I unfortunately remember it from what, what's the price of one Kong, like the NFT? Ah, one Kong, I believe, is around eight ETH right now, the floor. Okay. So if you, there's like legendary ones that are like way more, way, way, way more. Uh, okay. So you have this dollar sign banana that's the token that's associated with it it's paying you you earn the token because you own a cyber kong and that it pays out to like the wallet that's effectively the owner they get the asset in return um okay i'm getting sent kong i'm getting sent banana token well it's so it's a little more to it than that. You don't just get sent the token. So you, um, what you do is you have to stake your CyberKong. Uh, and so what this means is, like we described earlier, when this is what DeFi is. You're staking your Kong into this contract, this smart contract, where when it and it so then your Kong is basically leaving your wallet and being stored in this DeFi protocol, and this smart contract is then put paying you back your 10 banana each day. And so this is kind of what I, we described where you're loaning your asset out and then it pays you back. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm, I'm starting to get the banana vibes. One yeah. banana equals one banana. Oh, <laughs> what, what's the utility here? The same way. It sounds a lot like the U S dollar in, in a sense that it's, it's almost useless. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the token does have some value. Um, you can do different activities with this token. Uh, what's cool about it, though, is you're not spending the token. You actually burn the token to pay for the things you want to do with it. And so there is some like amount of the supply. While the supply is increasing over time because it's getting paid out, it's also decreasing as activities happen using it. And so there's sort of a push-pull kind of mechanism going there. 
Um, yeah, so what can you do with it? Um, you can set unique characteristics on your Kong. You can give it a, a, a custom name. You can, you can say it Banana Joe, you know, or whatever you want to name it. Uh, you can change the bi biography of it. You could write a whole story about your Kong and, and, and it would be stored on the blockchain. Uh, and this costs you, I think, a couple banana, you know. And at this point, banana is worth $62 right now. So, yeah, you want to drop $100 to write a bi biography. Go, go right at, go right ahead and do it. <laughs> um, Seems like it a also good allows use of your money. To, the banana allows you, owning banana is also a governance token. So you are allowed to um, stake it for voting. So as they make decisions around the Kongs and kind of direction of the project, much like a DAO, uh, you can use it for voting. So okay, it's, now, it's, it sounds okay. They, they're trying. They're finding ways that the that the con, the banana token can provide yeah. value. Yeah. Okay. So those are the, the kind of the BS uh, answers. Um, now getting on to the real, the meat and potatoes of what you can do with this banana. Uh, the main value is really breeding. You can create baby kongs. Uh, I think capped up to four thousand of them. And what you can do, and this is common amongst many of the DeFi NFTs, is breeding. So what you do is you take two Kongs, two of your Genesis Kongs, and there's only a thousand of them, so very few people are going to have two of them, and you uh, lock them up together, uh, you mm -hmm. know, in a room, a nice hotel. Yeah, play some music, <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple, get a candle, <laughs> you know. Couple really, oysters uh, on a half shell, <laughs> and then you just make six hundred banana fly. Uh, yeah, you burn six hundred banana to then have these two cyber kongs have cyber sex. Mm, nice. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, and then. Um, this creates a baby Kong, and I don't know what baby Kongs go for right now, but I assume it's like a, a couple ETH, uh, maybe one, two, I'm not sure. Um, so they have real value. And they also then created um, <clears throat> uh, Cyber Kong, what's called a Voxels, VX. This is like a type of a 3D character. And so you can actually take your Cyber Kong Voxel, which also costs you banana to create and all that, into the metaverse, you know, like a game like Sandbox, or I think Sandbox is the only one they've um, supported on. Sandbox is basically, you can think about it as like a, little, a digital world kind of game, much like, um, uh, what's the one? Never mind, I can't remember, but you can explore around in the world and play, and everything is an NFT. Like everything you look at and pick up, they're all NFTs, and you can bring these 3D Kongs into that sandbox world and you can roam around as a cyber kong and so that's that's kind of cool and okay, as the okay. metaverse continues to get built out over the next you know that that might end up being the next bull runs big trend in four years from now is the metaverse and we're all actually not hanging out in discord anymore we're hanging out in the metaverse like i that's an interesting prediction and yeah i mean a lot of people are betting on this metaverse and you can see okay and by betting on this crypto, this Kong, this you're there's there's a lot of bets in place that you're betting on in this this ecosystem. Yeah, the baby Kong, you, and you're hoping that they can. It doesn't. You're not holding the bag. Are you? What is what's going on here? Because I'm I'm thinking. 
it seems too good to be true. Yeah, so projects like this, like they they survive and do well when people respect the brand and people want the brand, right? Like Cyber Kongs are cool. Like I want to own that. You know, it's a flex. It's a uh, mm-hmm. it's va- like if if they if people don't want to own that, then the baby Kongs are useless. Like who wants more of this thing I don't want already? You know, like and mm-hmm. so baby Kongs and these voxels really help expand the brand more beyond these original adopters. And so the original early adopters, they get paid the banana. They're kind of really strongly rewarded as being original adopters. But these derivatives that come with from the banana token help kind of expand the world of Kongs. And yeah, without that like interest from the public uh, of like, these are cool, I, 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 want a, I want one to flex, or you know, I wanna be able to use that as my character, Without that prestige, then yeah, there's a bit of a a bit of emptiness to it. Um, Especially if at the top it starts to fumble, you can imagine the crypto Kong, the the baby Kongs, the voxels. They'll they'll follow suit even quicker. And we're we're talking about crypto Kong, but for everyone listening, and just a reminder that this is just a sample of the DeFi NFTs, and this is the playbook that we're seeing. So you could insert crypto kong with any other DeFi nft and i th- what, are, what are some of those just for people like so they can google it yeah um anonymize is is one that was a a free on-chain mint much like what we covered last week with the loot and on-chain monkeys um but yeah instead of you were able to stake them to earn the the in-game currency to then mint more and then make babies with you know do more breeding the same kind of stuff the same exact stuff mm-hmm. what um okay so this this is a DeFi nft space what is why is it challenging to profit off these projects so first thing you mentioned there already was you know someone else has to come along and purchase right um, there's that aspect. But then beyond that, a lot of these are on Ethereum, right? And so if there's a lot of, especially if they have a lot of gameplay mechanics or they really want to get kind of, yeah, more advanced than just like basic breeding, mm-hmm. there's a lot of gas fees involved because every time you need to stake something, you want to buy the the weapon or you go on a raid or whatever kind of activities you expect to do, these are going to be costing you gas fees. And because these are on Ethereum, we know those can really add up. And so you end up spending all this uh, Ethereum on gas to really like up, uh, really up your up your NFTs like level, right? Maybe you're, you're making it better and better and better, but it's all theoretical, right? You're, you're still, you're kind of going net negative, making your thing better while you wait for it to pay you out enough of the currency then then kind of offset it. Um, because yeah, what if that NFT goes to zero, you're kind of left holding the bag of you kind of invested all this money into this asset of yours and it, and it didn't go anywhere. And you get, you get caught holding the bananas (laughs) and, and also with that, right. The staking, the taking it off, doing all these activity, converting the bananas to another asset. Who knows if there's going to be exit liquidity when the time comes, um timing it because i bet for a lot of these things hearing 10 bananas a day at 62 dollars 620 dollars a day 
you can imagine you'll get greedy, but you can also imagine that a lot of people who are in the ecosystem are like, they're, they're waiting too and stuff. And then the next thing you know, when it's time to get out, there's yeah. no liquidity. Yeah, and it's then a big run. Exactly. So it's it's interesting and it's exciting, but there there will be people for all these projects that will get burnt. Um, and it just sounds like a Ponzi scheme. It sounds, but then again, I think people call NFTs a Ponzi scheme. And like, yeah. where where is any of the value? I, yeah, I think I think anything that doesn't have an expanding, growing brand can always be called a Ponzi scheme because, yeah, at some point you're hoping someone else is the one left buying it and holding the bag. But I think if you're building an, an everlasting game or brand that just continues to grow and and people are more interested in it and it adds prestige and flex and community, right? You're getting access to to maybe private community and and any other benefits that kind of come along with owning it, you know, that's where it's not really a, a Ponzi scheme anymore because there's providing real, you know, you're getting real value from owning it. It's not just like a, you know. <laughs> I like how you described how everything could be a Ponzi. Like if you're if you're betting on yeah something that doesn't have like food, for example, right? That that yeah. utility is energy. So it's it's hard to call real life bananas a Ponzi scheme. But if yes. you're betting on like so, so any sort of collectible, any sort of community, if if it doesn't, yeah. if, if you don't grow, you're dying. Anything that isn't like necessary for day-to-day -day survival <laughs> in the world, you could start to say, what's the real value of it? You know, like it, survival or just like, yeah, like if it doesn't provide real utility um, to my day-to-day -day life, then yeah, like it's something that like, could just be a Ponzi scheme, right? Like, right. And collectibles, I think, often get labeled this because, like you said, there's not a real value. Like, like, what's the value to it? You know, and the value mm -hmm. is that people are interested in it. mimetic value. You know, like there's this like humans just love collect. Like we just have this like innate thing to collect things because it sort of shows who we are. It shows off our personality. It's, it it it's fun to play games often with these collectibles. We we share memories and 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 so i think like that's how you combat this whole like it's all a ponzi scheme kind of thing i i it's so true it's just they've been collectibles have been long valuable long enough that it's like this there is there is a human interest in this whether we like it or not we people like collectibles it's in our blood it's in our dna get over it the hashtag ponzi schemers Give me a hashtag Ponzi Ponzi scheme in the chat. Hashtag Ponzi scheme in the chat or in the comments. Um, I'm thinking, okay, let's start. Let's start egg token and start charging people twenty dollars a token. Is this legal? Uh, yeah, I mean, there, it's definitely a fine line, especially here in the United States. Um, we have this thing called the Howey test, which helps the the government determine, you know, what qualifies something as an investment contract and 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 the, basically a fancy term for just saying like does the can we consider this a security or not you know and once it's considered a security that means it's treated completely different um and for something to be a security 
it means that you have the expectation of, of, of income and profit from it. And so you can hear expectation of profit. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> um, but it's a fine line because right now in the United States, almost all of crypto is viewed as property, right? And, and, you know, you are making money with your profit, your property, right? Like you, someone else is interested in your property, right? I have this cool collectible. Someone else wants to buy it. So it's not like I'm going into this expectation of, of income. Now, when you start generating bananas and, you know, you're buying the cybercom because, you know, you're getting a little bit borderline there. Um, but like DeFi in general has like, right, you're, 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 you're loaning assets to, to earn back money for those. And so like, I don't know, I, I'm not an expert in this stuff and it's, it's definitely a fine line. And I think we're going to see a lot of work have to be done here and education have to be done here. Uh, mm -hmm to get these regulations in place and, and to properly like think about these things. Cause it's like, we're breaking all the previous rules we've ever thought about because like, it's just different. Like this isn't the real, like this is a whole new world. The Howie test, throw the Howie test out. This is, we need the, we need the degen test. <laughs> and that, that's what we need. We need the government to come out with like an official statement. Like we have appealed the Howie test and we are adding a clause called the degen clause. If you create a token called bananas, this is considered a security. The one um, one interesting thing that I was speaking with somebody who's in the space, and in order to try and combat the Howey test, they or the securities conversation, instead of giving back profits to people, they buy back token and burn it. So it's like the buy and burn mechanism, kind of like Kong's, how it's like burning it if you have a utility, but it's like, okay, say our product makes $1,000. Instead of distributing that out to its holders, we just buy $1,000 worth of token and then burn it. And it, it has this mechanism of, of reducing the supply, increasing the price. And it's a way to be like, kind of, get by the how we test in a sense yeah that's actually exactly how um the punks comic is gonna work where if you own a punks comic nft um you're going to you're getting you're staking it for punks tokens which are representative of the nfts underlying them but also they're going to take merchandise profits and then market purchase punks tokens to draw help kind of increase the price there and put liquidity uh, like ethereum back into it mm -hmm. it's a, it's it's smart frankly and yeah. it, it, leave it leave it yeah leave it to the crypto people to find find loopholes uh so the the punks comic the crypto kong i know you're active in the the punks world why would i want to do this as a creator why would anybody want to spend the time doing this yeah, so I think we've touched on a little bit already, but really what it does is it, it as a creator, if you want to add these DeFi elements to your, to your NFTs, mm -hmm. one of the best reasons to do it is you, you are rewarding those early adopters, you know, the people who believed in you the earliest, because often these DeFi rewards are going back to like the, the, the original purchasers, right? Who are, whoever got that original item. And that's really cool. 
And the other way is that you're, you, you're kind of giving back in, in a way too, right? Like when we talk about merchandise sales or, um, you know, whatever is driving the value of banana for the cyber Kongs, you're giving back to the community. Um, and then the other thing is it helps us grow and uh, increase the amount of people who can participate. So by having breeding, by having some of these different mechanics with using DeFi, we can grow the amount. Like, so we only had a thousand Genesis Kongs, right? Well, okay, we can only have a thousand fans. Like, that seems wrong. Like, right. Cyber Kongs are really cool. Like, this is like a, a very well respected brand. Like, how do we increase the amount of people who can come into this space while still rewarding the original holders by not just like flooding the supply, you know, without rewarding them also? Mm -hmm. It's interesting and it allows you to spread it. It's because it's all about community and everything crypto. It, the stronger the community, the stronger the brand, the stronger the product. And this is something that we're looking at in the incubator itself. How do we reward the people that are here today so that five years from now, they're the ones who, who get the benefit from it? And something like this seems like a, a viable solution. Yeah, it's always this kind of like push-pull of, you want to reward early people over and over and over and over again because they believed in your community early on. But you want to expand your community because you want to grow and reach more and more people. And so those sometimes kind of push pull on each other. And some, some of these mechanics like DeFi and different wings allow you to get kind of your cake and eat it too. I love having my cake and eating it as well. <laughs> All right, we have to take some notes on this. I mean, all of this we're we're taking notes on our on our own deliverables. And I'll I'll tease this again. If you're not in the incubator discord, as you're listening to this, you can imagine the exciting stuff. You're gonna want to be a degenerate in the incubator discord. Let's just say that. Um, end of the day, we talked about exit liquidity. Um, do you think people will just get caught holding the bag? Holding the banana? One hundred percent. There will be DeFi NFT projects. They are being created right now as we speak. They are being launched as we speak where it's going to be a big up. Oh, someone buys and then the, they will be a big down. <laughs> and it's just the nature of the beast. There can only be so many of these. There can only be so many that kind of reach that blue chip early status. Um, and Cyber Kong, I feel, has pretty much some cemented itself in that, that kind of top spot for now um you never know what a bear market will bring uh can always kind of cripple teams in ways you never expected but yeah some of these earlier projects will, will benefit more right the anonymized the eth orcs the cyber kongs um and the ones that come along the ones that are coming out now there's a bunch coming out like uh, we, us in the incubator we're on a whitelist uh for several of these right the barracks the um the snails the i don't know there's a bunch of them right and these discords are growing like you wouldn't but like i i have never i haven't seen nft projects grow so quickly so organically and it's because people are just seeing dollar signs right they're just mm -hmm. seeing dollar signs because oh i can make bananas just like cyber Kongs, you know it just looks like this like get rich quick scheme and whenever there's a get rich quick scheme that people think somebody has to hold the bag because no one gets rich quick without someone else getting really, really poor quick. 
it's the unfortunate reality with these things. And we, t I mean, you talked on it. We're on the white list for a couple of things. I actually have to double check to see which ones I'm on and which ones I'm not on because I'm sure I'm going to forget about one and then bird box <laughs> when it comes out because that's what we do here. We bird box when we forget about NFT projects. Um, what could a strategy be? I mean, we're getting on white list, so we're the earliest. So you're you're not buying into it at a higher price, which means that there's more risk associated with it because you have a lower cost. What are some of the strategies that you're looking at? I think the strategies we use for all NFTs, right? We want to evaluate the project and the team, you know, like, are they going to run a great project and build something that's sustainable that people will believe in longer term, like a CyberCon, you know? And so it starts with who is the team? Who are, how are they communicating? Is their communication good? Is the plan that they're putting together to release this good? Are they falling apart at the seams um, because they've created a overly complex, mm -hmm. uh, ridiculous plan? <laughs> House of Goblin. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you got, you got to kind of go into these NFT discords much like anything else and, and do your research. And so I think that that's the first thing first step is just like, do you believe in the team and like what they're building? The second step is you got to think about when these launch, what price are they hitting? And it might just be worth flipping, like, because we know that when we're in the middle of these hot trends, that the prices get way out in front of themselves, people get way overhyped. We've seen these discords, right, go from 100 people to 70,000 people in literally a week, like that's insane growth. Like that is more growth than you know than is kind of natural and mm -hmm. so and of course that could be bots and things like that but yeah i think when you when you're in the middle of a hot trend you got to think about flipping it and, and just taking your profit off the table and waiting for it maybe to cool back down where then you can at a more healthy pace kind of go shopping and get back involved it's i think that's great advice and i think the fact that these DeFi NFT projects, these are truly complex solutions. These are these are technical challenges. And so the more and more these NFT products get complicated, the more utility that they bring, the more it's important that they are run like a business in a sense that the team is that much more critical because you're not just generating JPEGs and then minting them and then hoping people want to buy them. You have to build out something and you have to constantly add value. And it's the same as buying into Apple or Amazon. You, when you bought into Amazon, you bought in on, you bet on Jeff Bezos in a, in a sense because he was able to run that, that complex business. And now as these NFT businesses are growing, who is behind it? Can they actually accomplish this? Is it too crazy to actually deliver is what what are you buying into and i think it's a, the teams are just so much more critical as we we get into the next level of nfts we had the jpeg mania now we're getting to utility and providing value and that value is harder than just having a jpeg it's harder to do than that 
That was beautiful, Austin. <laughs> well, shit. I guess we'll end on that. <laughs> um, so in today's episode, we covered a little bit of everything. We covered uh, DeFi NFTs. We covered Ponzi schemes. We covered Jeff Bezos. We covered the incubator future. And NFTs are changing every day, and so is DeFi. So it's important that you stay up to date with all of these topics. And they can be complex, but they really don't have to be. For example, the D the DeFi NFTs, it's no different than RuneScape or World of Warcraft or these other video games that you've played where there's an in-game currency. It's the same idea, but it just provides more value to the users. And it's exciting because it's so new and these trends aren't leaving. They're not leaving. We're going to see different flavors, different iterations, but the future of businesses are going to be from NFT DeFi, DAOs, all these different things. So it's important to learn. Uh, and we do this episode, we do this show every Tuesday, and it's it's to break these things down. So if you're not already in the incubator, I highly suggest that you join. You click the link in the description, and you say what's up. You say what's up to Jesse. You say what's up to Austin. You say what's up to the Degens because we want to learn with you. And if you don't want to join the Discord, but you're gonna see us next Tuesday because we do this every Tuesday. As always, everybody. Let's keep it moving, let's keep learning, and let's keep incubating. Peace. I'm walking around in the circle of life Doing the things I know